Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Pastrami Nation podcast. My name is Nolan Smith. And joining us for this episode, we have, you know, we have a mix of podcasters you've seen before and then a mix of podcasters maybe you haven't seen in a while. But I want this to be the group of podcasters you see moving forward. So we want to have these faces in front of you every two weeks. So let me go ahead and introduce who we do have. First off, we have co-founder of Pastrami Nation, Jason Smith. Hi, everybody. We have our very own entertainment editor, Kevin Hoskinson. Hey, everyone. Uh, we have longtime contributor contributor for us, reviewer Daniel Schwartz joining us for the very first time. Oh, awesome. Hey, great to be here. Thank and, you, Dan. Thanks. And we have returning, for those of you who've been watching the podcast for a while, Robert Lamphere. I know that guy. Glad to be back. <laughs> Glad to have you. Oh, so glad to have you. As I was saying before we jumped on uh, on live, like me and Jason have known Robert for a very long time. Like we were kids yeah. buying comics off of Robert. You know, we, Comics plus days. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, good times. he is the man when it comes to comics. So yes. uh, I want to welcome everybody. Welcome everybody who's watching. Um, we are on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter right now. Um, and we hope to bring you a year full of pop culture greatness. So yeah. before we get started, we always give away something. We have wonderful, wonderful partners in the community. Apollo Burger is one of them. Mm. So today you can win a pastrami nation combo courtesy of can Apollo I win Burger. It? Nope, you ask every time. You never will. <laughs> um, try, right? No. But uh, Jason and Eddie actually helped make this um, sandwich. And it's a it's a it's huge and it's amazing. Um, they did a fantastic job on it. If you haven't tried it yet, head over to Apollo, but you can win one yeah. just by dropping a comment. You can say hi, you can say, you know, what you think about the topics we're talking about, what you want to see us talk about later on. You can say anything. Just drop a comment, let us know, and it can be on Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube. Um, and we're going to do something different. We're going to announce the winners for that at our next podcast. As soon as the next one starts, we will announce the winners. So, um, Leave those comments, but let's go ahead and first off, guys, what has been going on in your world? How have things been? Yeah, well, things have been pretty good. Jump in. <laughs> <laughs> there was the awkward silence. <laughs> um, yeah, things have been going pretty well, man. Um, the anxiety of waiting for WandaVision season finale has been killing me. Um, but other than that, things are going pretty well. Same. The rest of you guys. Jason, yeah, can't, right. can't complain, you know, just uh, enjoying TV, you know, uh, started watching that Young Rock a couple of weeks ago, pretty good show, oh, great. Uh, WandaVision, of course, and that new, uh, was it Superman and Lois, pretty good show. Yep. You know, and actually, Daniel Schwartz did a, a write-up about that, and I know yes, you yes, I saw that. that. Yeah, I read that, yeah, it was really good. Yeah, that, awesome. that was a great show. Very yeah, good. you know the you know CW kind of let me down from time to time, but that felt like it felt like a Superman show. So, yeah. And what about you, Robert? How about how are you doing out there? So up here in Oregon, you know, I'm probably now the furthest one away from you guys. Um, well, maybe. I'm up in Oregon too. Yeah, yeah. Evans up <laughs> where, there too. where about? Uh, Hillsboro area. Oh, okay. 
So yeah. you're actually a little further north than where, oh, from right. where I'm at. <laughs> nice. So you're further. Oh. All right. <laughs> so Oregon's a great place. Mm -hmm. And in terms of comic book areas, where I'm at, we have a choice now of five different comic book stores to be able to go to. That doesn't sound too bad, you know? It's not. <laughs> Real. You know, wow. It's it's kind of crazy. You know, it's um, coming I saw the from picture of the an area where for so long there was nothing. You know, it's, it's great to see the pop culture within the comic book realm just starting to blossom again, at least around here. That's awesome. I envy you so much. Yeah. 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 So much. <laughs> out, here, out here, it's like shops are few and far in between. And when you do find one, it's in like a, a rundown San Bernardino. And the guy says, I'll turn the lights on for you if you want. And it just kinda... oh, don't talk about that owner that way. <laughs> we won't name any names. Yeah, you that know, guy. that guy yeah. is just. <laughs> But no, that's awesome that you have so many shops out there. Um, and, you know, speaking of comics, let's go ahead and jump into it is new comic book day. There was a very big release today uh, and it was from Boom Studios and it was one co-written by Keanu Reeves called The Zerker. And awesome. it has been lighting the industry on fire. It's been breaking records. It's been just so much hype and I think everybody got a little worried because so much hype but no no advanced review copy came out. Nobody knew until, you know, I think last week when I when I sent it out to you guys and we got to check it out. Then we finally got to realize that it's pretty damn good. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Pretty damn so, brutal. <laughs> brutal is a very good word for it. Mm -hmm. um, yes. Trying to get a shock factor in is a definite but oh, yeah yeah i was telling nolan it would kind of remind me of like watching a deadpool movie where he's just you know flying through there getting hurt don't matter but i mean the at the action sequences were drawn so well it was almost like watching a movie i mean it was just flowing mm -hmm. from page to page yes. well that's one of garney's strengths um i always felt that he was somewhere between a romita jr and a frank miller and that style oh, definitely permeates this issue. Um, there's a couple of scenes, a couple of panels in there that it's like, yep, that's that reminds me very much of a Frank Miller. The um, harshness of it is very reminiscent of Sin City. Yes. Lots so, of brain matter. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, I love the comparison there. Well, for Garney, because th that nails it. That I mean, and you know, Garney was not the original artist, you know, set for this. They had a different artist set. And when I saw the press release come through and it said Ron Garney is taking over, I was like, oh crap! Like they're not messing around because you already have Matt Kent writing, right? And mm -hmm. I love Matt Kent's writing. He's he's so so good, so outstanding. Is he he nails characterization. Um, to me, it, it feels like somebody took John Wick and somehow ramped it up more. Um, yeah. and I think that's what this catered to. This caters to the, um, those of us that love 
you know, the John Wick films and anybody who mm-hmm. loves action films pretty much love John Wick. Um, how do you top it? Make them immortal, you know? And Which I, they did, basically. And they did. And I thought that was so, so great. Um, story, I mean, the story wise, it was, it was simple, but it worked. Um, nice setup in there. And you, well, at least for me, I heard Keanu, Keanu's voice yeah. saying it while you're reading it. Which, you, see, yeah. you, you credit Keanu and, and Kent on that because absolutely nailed the dialogue. It's um, like John Wick meets Deadpool, kind of. There you know. we go. I was almost thinking, you know, John Rambo. Yes. Especially in the first First Blood with how little he actually said mm-hmm. throughout yes. the vast majority of it. Yep. That's, you know, yeah. That's a, that's a good point. Put that with the first John Wick film, which again is like minimal lines, mm-hmm. and you just you just let him go at it. And yeah, it definitely felt like a Keanu Reeves movie. It did, and you know, very cool ending. You know, it left you like, oh, cool. And um, yeah, the, I would love to. I want to see stories going back too. Yeah, the know? ending actually is what made the story for me. Yes, um, it was. What forty-eight pages thereabouts, and you know, for the mo- most part, it was um, so well choreographed that you really didn't even have to read it to know exactly what was going on. And that's a statement about Matt Kent's writing. He's well known for being able to tell a very visual story, but then Ron Garney's artwork just coming in and being able to tell the story visually was fantastic as well. Absolutely. Yes. And I mean, I have it right here. I have my iPad as I scrolled through. I mean, it. somebody, somebody said cinematic, a few people did, and I can't agree more. It's, it's so cinematic. And I, I even saw today that Keanu said that he would love to play this character on film. Oh, he um, has to, it has to be him. He has to, yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, it's just, we got to see it. We and we're just you know one issue in, and you know this is a project that months ago they did a Kickstarter, and it was Boom's first big like premium Kickstarter where they offered the, the three hardcover collections, which like issue one's not even out yet, and it sold through the roof. You had like the the edition that looked like bullet holes were in the hardcover, mm-hmm. and I was so tempted. I, I was so <laughs> tempted to pull the trigger on that and get that, but. Um, it's, it seems like it's going to be a well worth investment for those people because it seems like it's going to be a great story. Boom really has shown that, you know, they are one of the top players because growing up, it was always, you know, you have the big two, but then you have the image and dark horse and then, um, boom has solidified that, you know, they can do horror comics. They can do action comics. They can do licensed comics. They can, they can do them and they can do them all very well. So and if their you- package is very well done the quality of the books are very you know great paper great quality all the way around um you don't have any or hardly anywhere near the printing errors that you see from the big two yes and at the same price point as the big two Mm -hmm. very true very true and um i do hope that everybody can pick this issue up I know it's been selling out like crazy despite the massive print run. 
Um, but, you know, check out, you know, comicbooksurplus.com. You know, I did check earlier. It looked like they had already sold out. But um, keep trying. You know, check down this book. It is well worth it. Um, and I will hope to get a formal written review up soon. But if you guys did have to give it a rating between zero and five, what would you give it? I'd give it a five. It was it was it was good. It was it kept you entertained. You didn't get bored. There's there wasn't like you know sometimes you read a comic and there's just too much word balloon and not enough like you just you feel yourself reading a novel and yep. this just worked perfectly. And then at the end it's like, wow, are we gonna see him punch the brain out of a saber tooth tiger or something? I mean I hope so. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's uh, I give it a five too, and I, it's it's interesting because you see he has eight thousand years of history to cover. I mean you can basically put him in any per period in history, and he's you know rolling through uh, probably um, doing some damage there too. So I, yeah. it sets it up to where you're really excited to, to uh, see what's next. Very good. Very true. I would have to give it a four and that's actually a little bit more on the generous side. And that's for me only because um, the scene where he was an infant kind of for me pushed the boundaries a bit too far especially for a mass marketable book see i see that absolutely Hoffman and so with that you know definitely Hoffman. not a book for anyone 14 and under agree no. that, that part just kind of snuck up on you and you're like because you know the violence is there but you know the violence is everywhere you know it's Right. We've seen it in Mortal Kombat. We see it everywhere. So, um, so uh, no, I mean, I know four from you, from somebody who's well versed in the comic world. I mean, that's highly respectable. So. Yes. Yes. But, all right, that leaves you, Hoskinson. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely. I, I got to give it a five, just because it's 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 exactly what I what I wanted a Keanu Reeves written and and starring comic to be. Like, yeah, it's perfect. Like, especially for him. Yeah, definitely a five. Yep, and you know I'm I'm agreeing with the fives on this one. You know I, you'll see my written review coming up, but it, it's got to be a five for me. Um, it was just so good, so enjoyable, um, and I cannot wait you know to see what we get next. Um, drop a comment, everybody. Let us know if you picked it up, what you thought. Mm -hmm. um, if you're hyped for it at all, I do see we got some <laughs> comments. Let's see, we got hello Rebecca, hello Sean Tracy. Uh, hello, Bean. How are you? Um, Bean put, he hasn't even bought the first issue yet. He's hoping he can get it. I hope he can get it too. Uh, yes. Crystal says hi. Hello. Hi, Crystal. Um, and then Bean says hello, Crystal. So you got a bunch of hellos right there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so make sure you check that out. It's well worth your time. Uh, before we jump into our second topic, quick reminder drop those comments. Win a pastrami nation combo from. Apollo Burger. Let me drop my comment real quick so I can win. Yeah. Go ahead. I dare you. Um, <laughs> you won't win. <laughs> but all you got to do is leave a comment to enter to win. And, you know, thank you to Apollo for all of their you know, support. Yes. Uh, they've been amazing. Thank you for honoring us by even naming one of your products after, you know, after yes. us. So, be great. Awesome. Um, so, drop those comments. Um, and we're going to keep it going. We're going to keep that going until the next podcast, and then we'll draw the winner. So you got time. Leave those comments right now, everybody. Let's jump into a 
kind of controversial topic. Um, yes. <laughs> so um, a few things happened last week, and um, we can talk about it, and we can be civil as we talk about it. So um, Mr. Potato Head was announced to be Mr. Potato Head going away to become Potato Head. Um, and it was met with a world of backlash. Um, we'll jump into that a little more. But another thing that happened the same week was um, there is something proposed for the state of California that if stores divide boy toys and girl toys, they can get fined uh, up to $1,000 if this is passed. So I want to throw this out. What is everybody's thoughts on this? And go. Well, I mean, I'm glad they're focusing on the real issues in, in, in the world. You know, let's uh, the girl toys and the boy toys. I mean, yeah, because there's, there's nothing else important going on right now. You know that, hey, let's let's find you because you have Barbie over here and G.I. Joe over here. Well, guess what? It's going to happen anyway because Barbie is its own product line and Barbie stuff stays in the Barbie section and G.I. Joe stays in the G.I. Joe section. And I don't know what brain trust is the one that just thought of that. I mean, were they bored or whatever? It's like, I, I, I don't know. Like, what does the world come to? So, All right. Other, what else yeah. we got? My thought is... And about as political as I'm going to get on this subject is that there should never be any kind of regulation dictating where a, unless it's a controlled substance, you know, such as certain magazines or alcohol or anything like that, there should yes. not be any kind of regulation dictating how a store can, should be merchandised or even who the store owners wish to provide services to. That's that's a really good point. And, you know, having worked retail for a long time, and I know Jason can uh, say the same, you know, you get your planograms, you get, you know, the way you set it up. And Robert, you know, you've, you've owned the store as well. Yeah. Um, you know that, you know, this is the way it goes. You have to have order, you know? Um, so that's where my mind went automatically was like, you need you need order, otherwise you're just gonna otherwise you're gonna have DD's discounts where just everything's grown right. Well there we go. <laughs> All right, other comments. Go ahead. Well, I mean I on the potato head uh, subject, I mean in my opinion, you know, that I think that toys kind of you know, sales have de decreased. We all loved it growing up. It was one of the more popular toys there, but you know, kids today don't have, you know, they have a zillion other choices. So I'm pretty sure the sales are going down. Hey, if we make a statement here, the news is talking about it. Social media is talking about it. We're talking about it. So We're talking I, you about know, it. And I think that's the whole point is uh, even if they, I, and from what I hear, they might be drawing back on that and going back, you know, from doing that. But I mean, we're already talking about it. So it's, it, they, they won. <laughs> or they, it worked. Good point. Mar market employee. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, <clears throat> sorry. So I, I have kind of a, a, like, so for me personally, like this might get a little bit deeper, but, um, you know, I've never really like, I, I've never really differentiated. I know it sounds super weird. I know they say, you know, Barbies are for girls, GI Joe's for boys, whatever. I never differentiated that, you know? So like my daughter wants to play, you know, she wants a Ninja Turtle toy, a Byron Ninja Turtle toy. You know, my, my son wanted a Barbie, you got him a Barbie. You know what I mean? So to me, it was never like divided like that. 
Um, but even if I saw like Mr. Potato Head, for example, like I wouldn't automatically be like that person that's like, this is for boys only. You know what I mean? Like I'd get it for my girl, whatever, you know? And I think, yeah. I think it's just gotten to the point. And, and, and on the other, on the other hand, taking the Mr. out of Mr. Potato Head, I don't see what the big deal is, to be honest. To me, it's just like, okay, it's just, it's still, it's still a Potato Head toy. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's Somebody like, was really right? bored like, there to think of that, you know? Yeah, yeah. And like you said, you know, there are other issues that, that need to be taken care of in this world. And it's like, they're focusing on, you know, you know, take, you know, people oh, are yeah. saying, what's that? <laughs> They're focusing on toys. Yeah, they're focusing COVID. on toys. Mr. Yeah, Potato and it's like COVID, Mr. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah we're still in this, this little pandemic, you know. Yeah, it's a little ridiculous. I mean, it and, and it's like you know, Daniel said earlier. You know, it is does seem like a marketing ploy. You know, they're making money now. Uh, they're going to sell a million potato heads. You know, right. just like what happened with the Dr. Seuss fiasco too. You know, like they banned all those books, and those books jumped to number one, like on you know overnight, basically. Um, so it's. Either way, it's just like, you know what? We have other things to worry about. Let's right. focus on yeah, I, I agree. And, you know, I I do think it was an attention grab because we saw that they they did they did walk it back. And mm -hmm. they said, like, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head aren't going anywhere and they'll probably offer it as, you know, another option to there. Um, but I, I think Daniel nailed it. I think it was it was a marketing play because you're right. When you have a, a generation of kids who would rather play video games or be on their phones, um, they're not picking up a little brown toy, like maybe now. Exactly, and we have to keep in mind that we're now in a Toys R Us free society. No. No. You know? And it's it's absolutely horrible. I'm still a Toys R Us kid. Me too. But when that company went out. There was no national toy store chain left, and left an awful void in the world. Toy manufacturer that sold through Toys R Us took a huge, huge bite out of their productions, and any company that's left is just struggling now to even maintain a foothold mm -hmm. within what's given space-wise in the stores that remain. You know, when Target and Toys R Us remained the number one toy selling outlets, that's really, really a sad state when, you know, most of them yeah. only have two aisles dedicated where once we had an entire store. Mm -hmm. And yeah. when KB Toys was around, there was even more. Those were the good old days. KB. I remember looking in those windows as a kid, you know, before the mall opened, my mom would take me on like the mall walking thing. And I'd always mm -hmm. look in that window. Mm -hmm. Yep. Good times. Yep. That's a, that's a very good point, Robert. Um, I mean, they're every, every toy manufacturer is competing for those spots on those little tiny aisles inside Walmart and target and Walgreens and Rite Aid. Um, and it's not easy. So I agree. And, you know, Hopefully, you know. Hopefully, people will buy more, you know, toys due to all this. If it was a marketing ploy, because I would much rather see kids play with toys than be glued exactly. To the so, yeah. Um, now that said, well, if they release a gender neutral uh, potato head Funko Pop, I'll probably get that. 
Well, there you go. See? Because then, and then you also have Funko people on the list. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The majority of Funko Pops were already gender neutral. <laughs> I didn't expect Robert to take it. <laughs> well, um, if you are watching or if you're watching the recorded version of this or the audio version of this, drop a comment. Let us know what you think about the, the whole toy divide situation. I see we have some comments. What's up, Rich Frank? Um, he says he has a Lewis Lane Barbie, and he also says TRU. He grew up in that place, and his gramps used to work there. Yeah, Jason and I used to work there as well. Did our yep. time. Good times. First job was KB Toys for me. Oh, very nice. Yeah, you got a whole bunch of toy holics here. Yes, <laughs> and that's not a bad thing. And Kevin's staying quiet, but I know you love your. Toys. <laughs> oh yeah, no, yeah, I love, I love the toys, man. I, I need them. I spend way too much money on them. Yes, we, don't we all, man? We all do. We all do. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, keep those comments coming. Um, for the last thing, I, I just kind of want to go back to comic book day and see what comics if there's any are you looking forward to the drop this week the drop today um i know i just dropped this question on you so i'll start with a few and feel free to jump in so of course berserker berserker yes berserker um noctura from image comics came out today another very very big release uh snyder and daniel uh doing that one where the sun gets blotted out of the sky and the world is plunged into darkness um i checked out the review copy of that and it's amazing um i especially love the last few pa- the last few pages it's excellent design work in there um so check out nocturra one i was talking to daniel about uh before we jumped on the air uh dead dogs bite number one mm-hmm. and it is from dark horse comics um who a lot of people don't know but dark horse is one of my favorite publishers they have been for a very long time oh yeah um so Dead Dog's Bite sounds like it's about a dog attack, which is what I was telling Daniel. And I was like, it could be good, right? So picked it up. It's actually, it's a, this is a total mystery book about a young lady who went missing. Where is she? With the Twilight Zone twist in it. Um, it's super, super good. It's not like the other releases that hit this the, today. Um, but it's something that I think... Um, if you like mystery books, you should definitely check out Dead Dog's Bite. Um, any books that you have seen today that you're excited about? Wow, it's quiet again. <laughs> I'm, waiting for, I'm waiting for Robert to jump in. <laughs> All right. So um, I've been kind of on the back burner in terms of comics lately because of a lot of things that are going on however that being said um you know the star wars side of things are just continuing to burn up both back issue and the new issues with the upcoming um or i want i think it's already started is the bounty hunter crossover event um, going through all of the Marvel co- comics. And, you know, there's plenty of Star Wars rumors that are just feeding back issue frenzy. You know, um, it astonishes me that, like, Heir to the Empire number one 
which a couple of years ago was a $5 book, first appearance of Thrawn in comic books. And it's now right around the $200 mark. You know, it, it just wow. boggles my mind. Um, it's because of Thrawn. Exactly. But you would never have expected until that. they mentioned Thrawn in the Mandalorian, that's when all of the activity started. You know, it wasn't because of Thrawn, how awesome he was in the Re the Rebels cartoon series or anything else. It wasn't until the Mandalorian said the name Thrawn yep. that all of a sudden the even the miniseries that came out um, a few years back from Marvel just quadrupled in price almost overnight. It's just insane, all of the Star Wars stuff that's going on. That's crazy. And we're, and we're seeing it everywhere, too, because, you know, Marvel publishes. Well, that you? Hey, Q. Matt Q is hiding, jumping Hi. around. How you doing? But, um, good. Marvel does publish it. And then IDW publishes the young readers kind of versions, yep. which are still great reads. Um, you, you'll see quite a few reviews of those pop up on Pastrami Nation. Um, I agree. Star Wars is on fire right now. That bounty hunter crossover is only going to make things bigger um and let's see we got some comments one somebody said the charmander eccc diamond pop drops tomorrow at target so for all you funko people yeah all you funko yeah see <laughs> um and then rich frank said my wife says hi hello i know she's always watching the show too uh justice league academy he says um speaking of dc a book that i forgot came out today and looked really interesting was the crime syndicate one um I'm a big fan of the Crime Syndicate. I love Evil Superman and Owl Man and you know Johnny Quick. Give me all those ridiculous characters. So um, that might be one worth one checking out. Um, you know, DC and Marvel have been very hit or miss for me. I've definitely went into my indie hole, um, but I think it'd be worth worth a look. Um, Jason Bean says I'm burned out on the Star Wars comics. I can understand that too. You know, they've been releasing a ton of them. Uh, one thing that just popped in my head for no given reason is, did you guys know Conan's in the Avengers now? Like, Conan the Barbarian? I have no idea about that. I saw that the other day, and I was like, that's super cool. I'm a big Conan <laughs> fan. So, um, sorry, I just had to throw that in there. Uh, oh, Jason Bean makes a very, very good point. Um, Bad Ideas first book dropped today. Yes. Um, and all I can say is that Bad Idea is a bad idea, and talking about publicity stunts the whole concept of what they're doing is nothing but a publicity stunt because they're so limiting their market yeah and you know i followed them since you know the first the first press release hit and it has been a lot of marketing employees you know the button and stuff like that and i, I mean i'm excited i, I want to read it it's a matt kent book you know uh, and I hope I get my copy because I pre-ordered it a long time ago. Um, but it's, I, I know for a lot of people, it's a sore subject because you look on eBay and those things are hitting a hundred bucks for a $4 book. Well, that's because the, even when they went to print, um, the stores are being allocated. Um, yep. Some stores less than 50% of what they ordered. And so if they were ordering based upon pre-orders, that means that 50% of the pre-orders are not even going to get their books. Oh, boy. 
Right. And, you know, pre-order is always the, that's, that's the grail, right? Like you pre-order, you're, you're set. And you should I mean, have it. Yeah. You know, that's, that's my thing. I love pre-ordering my books. So when I see a book drop and I'm like, ha, oh, you should have did that because I did it and I don't have to worry about it. Now, even if you do it, you're, you could still be left in jeopardy. Mm -hmm. um, it, it does kind of put, you know, a buzzkill on it because I it do want to read stories. It is interesting, though, that um, they said that they would not have second prints, but they're releasing the not first print. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, they didn't lie. They got you on the technicality, which uh, mm, I know. Yeah. Um, they do have some interesting books coming out. Tankers coming out. Wellsville, which looks fantastic. Um, yes. I do hope people get to get it in their hands, this new one, and read it and let us know what you think. Um, I'm hoping once my shop gets it in, I know they didn't receive theirs um, yet. Hopefully I can read it. I see Sean Tracy commented, uh, Diamond is already screwing them over with delayed release. And I'm hearing that from a lot of comic shops mm -hmm. that they're not receiving them. So, um, and I see somebody put, oh, did you see the spike in the original Marvel cards? recently yes that was insane that like that like three or four days where like people wanted the rookie card of deadpool like <laughs> now, now who's the nerd yeah i mean we were buying marvel universe series one two three all the fun stuff but now it's You're like buying it from robert <laughs> yep. the square ones the, 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 the thick pack yep look like and, a cigarette pack they were Flare cool as well. yeah and they were like thick cards like you could throw it at somebody's eye and poke it out <laughs> Oh yeah, going a little Christmas story there, right? Sure, <laughs> right. Yep. But um, yeah, it was weird. But you know, the Marvel card thing died back down. You know, people. You know, it's just like the whole GameStop thing. It came and it went, but uh, it was fun while it lasted. For that, you know, hopefully cards make their comeback. I'd love to see Marvel masterpieces come back with a really decent set. So you mean I'm not rich? <laughs> you quit your job for nothing. Damn. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> all right uh well that's that's actually all the time i have for today all the topics i have for today um i'd like to thank everybody who's been commenting keep on commenting for your chance to win up the strong combo from apollo burger i'd like to thank of course jason and kevin who are always on here thank you so much and thank you for to Daniel and Robert for joining our yes. little group. And we look forward to many, many more episodes to come um, as we talk about even more crazier things in Potato Head or Keanu <laughs> Brain Matter. So, who knows what they'll be calling Mr. Potato Head by then? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <I'm> baked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, see, and even Jason being agrees, he'd buy a box. Um, of the new of a new Marvel card set if it came out. We're with you, Bean. We're with you. Oh, yeah. Give us a decent artist to do it. And we're with Just you. Just let Alex Ross do a Marvel masterpiece series. Oh, that would be amazing. That would be cool. Yeah. Or uh, that Hildebrandt, the one that's still alive. Yeah. Um, that's the that. only way you top Jusko, I think, you know? Is Jusko knocks it up the card. Oh, yeah. Andy Grenov would be an awesome yes. one to do. And he's already done enough covers that they can release an entire set just off from what he's already done for the variant cover side. Oh, very yes, very much. And so. and love that style too. Very good choice. All right, well, we will bring you another podcast in two weeks' time. Um, thank you again for tuning in and signing off for Pastrami Nation. We are the Meet of Pop Culture. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. <laughs>